Hi, welcome to Revenue Marketing Television, the CMO Insight Series. I'm your host, Jeff Pedowitz, President and CEO of Pedowitz Group. Today as our guest, we have Mark Foyzen, who's Chief Marketing Officer at Cobeo. Mark, welcome to the show. Hey, Jeff, thanks for having me. Uh, pleasure to have you. So uh, we were talking just shortly before the interview about how important it is to be personal in marketing. It, isn't that kind of counterintuitive in a lot of ways? I mean, shouldn't we, as companies trying to develop an emotional connection with our buyers and our customers? Uh, yeah, it's a good point. Um, I guess there's a, what I would observe is there's been this fundamental sea shift in terms of the task in front of marketers. You know, I'm old enough with enough gray hair to know that there was a time when you could kind of you know, pick a target segment and create what was largely a homogenous message to that segment, go after them and you know, apply math to it, and a certain number of them would ultimately become prospects and convert into customers. And, you know, <laughs> along came the ability to find everything that one needs to know as a consumer digitally uh, on your phone, online, wherever it is. And, and more importantly, see that, you know, other people were contributing to that information as well in terms of reviews and the like. And so this balance of power shifted to consumers away from marketeers. And so with that sort of sea change, the role of the marketeer to my mind has has fundamentally altered. We have to be more focused on equipping those individual consumers, those individual shoppers and buyers to discover the information they need themselves. And that's a sea change. And how do we do that and make it authentic? Yeah, that's a good point. You know, authenticity is central to this. I think one of the things we're seeing is as the ability to both find good information about an organization and bad for that matter is at the you know hands of everyone now if you're not authentic you get called out fast uh if you're not transparent you get called out fast if you do something wrong and try and cover it over it you get called out fast and so in this social ecosystem that we now live within authenticity is actually fundamental you know at Caveo, one of our values is integrity and and that sounds trite but if you think about making sure that everything you do has a, a level of integrity that, you know, you could look your mother in the eye and tell you about, that authenticity starts to breathe through in the brand. And it reflects itself in things like, you know, what do you do and what don't you do? You know, what data do you choose not to buy or choose not to find in the back of a cab? Because it would be the it wouldn't be uh, an authentic thing to do in terms of bringing that into your marketing information. How do you make sure that you are not uh, treading you know, over the line that consumers have grown increasingly fearful of in the notion of respect my privacy, respect my permissions, don't surprise me with stuff that I find creepy or, or scary, by all means delight me and anticipate what I need, uh, but don't surprise me. And so I think those kind of health warnings, that sort of sensitivity to how we as consumers want to be treated can really be a guiding light for marketeers as well. Put yourself in your own shoes. If what you're doing, you would be uncomfortable receiving, that's normally a pretty good acid test. You know, good point. I think though, you know, a lot of us, we look at Amazon and we look at Netflix and we say, well, that's such a great example of being customer centric. They seem to know my preferences. But those systems from day one were built around the customer. They didn't try and take their systems and then retrofit them later. And I think, whether you're in B2B or B2C, a lot of this gets built in pieces, right? And then we build our processes to our strategy, or we're doing things internally, and then we try and fit it to the customer. So from an operational standpoint, 
how do you get to that authenticity at scale? How do you actually then operationalize the customer experience when really for most of us, we haven't built our companies like Amazon, even though we would love to be uh, in some way respect, or at least have that market share for sure. But, but I mean, so how do you, how do you go about doing that? Yeah, it's a, it's a great observation, Jeff. And I think we'd all hold out companies like Amazon and Netflix as really, really good examples of what a personal experience feels like. You know, I go to my Netflix queue and the recommendations that are made to me are specific to my tastes, uh, either because of things I've expressly viewed and they have that history or their own machine learning pattern matching has identified things that they can suggest to me that I'm probably going to like. And so that degree of authenticity that is unique and specific to me and my account uh, really, really is, is, a, is a, I wouldn't say a high bar. It's a difficult thing to attain, but it's the expectation of us as consumers now. That's the norm in terms of consumer expectation. So you're absolutely right. There's this big gap between what we as consumers have come to know and love over the last you know, decade of increasingly personalized, more relevant engagements, and, and the lag of most brands aren't there yet because, as you point out, they have been building things in silos for, for good reasons. You know, from a marketing point of view, I, I'm as guilty as any of having, look. I look back in my career and can point to, we bought a, a tool to do X, uh, or an application to do Y or something else to do Z or Z, depending where in the world you are. And and the each of those systems was was invested in or subscribed to for the best will in the world and did something specific. But what they also tend to do is gather up interaction data specific to that. So maybe it's an email system. Maybe it's a social media measurement system. Maybe it's a web content management system under the hood. They're all gathering up interaction data, but it's siloed. And so ironically, as marketeers, as we've striven to, you know, buy the next hot widgety thing to do some new way of interacting with customers in, in a quest to delight them, we're actually making the problem worse by creating yet another application silo with yet another little pocket of disconnected data. And we're, we're losing sight of our, of our customers. And so, so what's the remedy? You know, you go back, you can, you know, you can YouTube this stuff and find that, you know, Jeff Bezos did an interview with 60 Minutes like a decade ago, two decades ago, where he basically said, we're investing in gathering this information because it's going to help us be more helpful to our customers. 20 years back. Well, here we are, fast forward today, and, you know, they're one of the, the most valuable assets on the planet. And how do other brands do this? I guess I'd advocate fundamentally two things. One is recognize that across all of those different systems and repositories, there's information and content that could be put to better use in the service of customers. There's product information files in a web content management system. There are PDF documents on a Google Drive someplace. There's uh, service history records in a customer database. There's uh, product information in a shopping catalog. All of these things exist in just about every brand, but they're not unified. And so as a starting point, thinking about technology that can connect to those different things and unify that content into something uh, that can apply relevance, that can start to compare documents, whether they're you know structured or unstructured, doesn't matter. But, but really unify that content into something that can become an asset. 
And then the, sec the second piece of this, of course, is going back to that interaction data, how to also stitch that stuff together, how to join the dots and, and ultimately create a view of all the customer journeys, all the employee journeys for that matter, and all the prospect journeys that have existed across that organization. Those two sets of data can be fed into machine learning tools that really bring the computer horsepower, as you rightly point out, to do this stuff at scale. No one's doing these things by hand anymore. You know, Amazon with a billion customers is not handcrafting a recommendation to you or I. You know, it is entirely systems driven with probabilities and algorithms. It would, would be a funny uh, image, right? Hey, you know, you like, I got, got like 50 people in a room, like someone's online buying a toaster, like quick, quick. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Someone's running up with a slip, like a ticker tape, like, oh, yeah, I type this out. Yeah, so you know, the computers help. So let's, uh, I'm, I'm curious, let's shift to stewardship and trust because, yep. you know, in the last year, even in the last two weeks, like so there's a breach of Target. And now there's one more story about Facebook, how, They've been selling our, our our private messaging data to uh, tech companies for years, including Amazon and Apple and, and, and others. So I think as consumers, we'll only give up some privacy if there is a, a benefit. But doesn't it also get a little scary? So if you want that intimacy but and, and you want to have that relationship with, with, with a brand, but then you don't really have a lot of control over what's happening with your information behind the scenes. So how do you... Um, develop a trusting relationship with a brand and how do we do that with the customer and how do we, um, I guess, give them reassurance that we're protecting their information. Right. And, and I think, you know, there's kind of three angles to this. One is those aggregators of information uh, and in broader strokes whose services may be free, but, you know, the cliche is, of course, that, you know, you as the user of that, you're the product. There are the brands who are interested in, you know, selling you their iPhone or laptop or whatever it happens to be. Um, and there are, of course, you know, us as consumers, the individuals, that, you know, in the center of this thing. And I think what behooves every brand, again, to the beginning of where we started, this notion of you have to have integrity and authenticity in everything you do. If you feel that you are acquiring data that gives you uh, an unauthorized view or a uh, an, a lens, an insight into a customer that they wouldn't willingly have shared with you themselves, you know, you should be questioning that, right? Um, one of the th challenges I think we have as consumers is that our ability to really understand what we by default make public is, is just not widely grasped. Most of the services that we as consumers sign up for by default expose an immense amount of information unless you go in and turn it off whether it's Facebook or whatever. And there's just not that acumen perhaps, or that willingness to you know, even invest the time to go in and, and really get a, a grip on how much information by default you're actually automatically sharing. I think people get surprised when they actually see for the first time how much of you know, their own history has been made public and shared and is therefore now in the public domain for keeps. So, so there's a personal responsibility to this as well, which is if I don't want people using my personal information, I should probably try and lock it down. And are you using your product internally for yourself? Great question. We are indeed. We actually started on a journey of this uh, basically beginning of what are we, 20 yeah, it's the beginning of this year. Um, we've used it internally extensively uh, and, and we 
Uh, we use our product in our own workplace enablement to help our employees become more proficient in a way that many of our customers do as well. So this isn't just for external facing stuff. This is equally for, for internal you know, data sources and so on. So we've been using Caveo internally for years. Uh, but really, the beginning of this year, we started applying it in anger to our own website to ensure that we were making recommendations of content. Given that most of our customers are, are business buyers, they're not really looking to transact online, but they are looking to find more relevant information about the problems we help them solve on our site. And so why not use our own technology to recommend assets, not only that are they likely to find interesting, but that other people like them have found interesting and have proven to be of use. And that's the essence of what this does. The machine learning process under the hood learns what good outcomes are and therefore recommends things that have proven to be useful to others. And it's that cycle that one wants to ultimately be able to enable within your systems. Good stuff. Uh, well, Mark, uh, I could probably talk to you about customer experience all day long. So um, we'll be following your success over at Caveo. And thanks for being on the program today. Jeff, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for the time. You bet.